house on fire, baby. You can turn it into center and smoke. Cause house is mighty cold and I feel like melting off the snow away. Hello, welcome back to another episode of the Tide Talk Podcast. With Jake Thomas. Jake, how you doing, buddy? Doing good, man. Just uh, excited about, about it being Friday, and everybody knows what Saturday brings. But, man, this is a long work week. It's been rough. Yeah, it's been a long week. Uh, but, like you said, the weekend's nearly here, so uh, we're excited about the game Saturday. Uh, you know, nothing really major has happened this week. It's been a pretty quiet week. Uh, leading into the Ole Miss game, uh, you know, just to kind of look back last week, uh, I know Jake has the stats pulled up. I'm going to let him kind of go over the stats, and we'll kind of talk about the game a little bit, and uh, then we'll kind of go from there. So, Jake, what kind of stood out to you last week? Well, I mean, what what more can you say? You know, we, we already had to make a note this week that uh, Tua cannot be – in the play in the tie top play of the week every single week. I mean, this guy is, is amazing. And we still we we've seen it this week as well. We we still have so-called Alabama fans who wish he would we still had Jalen over Tua. And I, I don't understand that. But but I mean as a true Alabama fan, you've got to be impressed with what mm-hmm. Tua has done this year. I mean, he the way he is reading defenses now on the RPO uh, he just seems more he, – he understands the defense better than it seems to me like than he did last year, taking what the defense giving him and stuff. And he's talked about that this week. Um, another thing – he went, uh, talking about Tua, he went 17-21 for 293 yards and five touchdown passes. And, again, no, no interceptions whatsoever. Uh, Najee, he finally broke over 100 yards rushing. He had a really good game, uh, 14 carries, 110 yards. Uh, didn't get a touchdown on the ground, but uh, he averaged just uh, 7.9 yards per carry. Which, I mean, when you come when you get an SEC play, I take that every single time. And uh, on the defensive side, I mean, what can you say? I mean, the guys uh, that you know, uh, the young guys, they they played outstanding. Uh, uh, oh, I cannot think of his name, Justin Abou. Yeah, I mean. His first action, he I think he did. He held his own. Uh, Anthony Jennings had a really good game and stepped up. Jared Maiden had an awesome game. And, uh, of course, Trayvon Diggs and uh, Patrick Sertain just locking down. And McKinney just locking down to the secondary for us. Man, I'm a – you know, we we knew the strength of the team this year was going to be the secondary, but but they have, they have played well above what I anticipated. I mean, they, they've all clicked. And and like Saban said about the young linebackers, they're getting better with every rep. So and then the defensive line, I, I have no, you know, I have no worries. Yeah, I hate I hate LeBron Ray's out, but uh, I have no worries with the Bogby and and DJ Dell and Raekwon. You know, I, I, I'm getting excited because this defense come come to form, and that that's scary. 
Well, I mean, it was the most complete game that, you know, offense and defensively and special teams-wise that the teams played all year. Mm-hmm. Uh, got we, we finally got a good ground game going. Najee had over 100 yards, like Jake mentioned. Of course, Tua done what Tua does. Right. Ruggs done what Ruggs does. Judy done what Judy does. So it was just kind of a – offensively, it was a complete com- performance. Uh, we even got to see Talia complete a pass to Slay Bolden for 20 yards. That that was nice to see. That was yeah. a really, really good throw, uh, rolling left and throwing across his body uh, between a couple defenders to Slay Bolden. That was really nice to see from Talia. Uh, uh, also, like I said, uh, it was nice to see the Najee play, do well in the run game. The offensive line by far had their best game of the season. Yeah. Of course, we do get uh, – uh, Deontay Brown back this week. I don't think he'll start, but I think you'll see him get some reps with the first team. Uh, and defensively, like like Jake said, it was a really good performance. Really the only, uh, you know, they got that touchdown late in the first half. Uh, they run a couple pick plays that were, you know, they didn't even try to sell like it was they were running around. They were obviously trying to pick the guys and, and the refs missed it, but that happens. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't want to complain about that too much. It's not like it's ever cost us a national championship or anything, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it was, it was a really good performance. Uh, it seems like the team is building momentum. Like Jake said, the young guys on defense are playing well right now. I'm anxious to see how they perform this week. Uh, obviously Ole Miss is a step up from Southern Miss, I guess. I mean, <laughs> uh, they did kind of lose in a crappy way last week, but, you know, that's okay, too. Uh, but, you know, it, like Jake said, it was it was really a complete performance from the team. Uh, no major, major injuries, I guess. Uh, you know, Will Rockard's going to be out probably a couple weeks. Uh, DJ Dell, I'm not – I haven't really heard much on him lately. I think he's okay. Uh, I don't, I'm not sure we need him this week against mm-hmm. Ole Miss. But so, you know, maybe give him the week off and then we got actually got a bye week next week. So give him a couple weeks rest to heal up and and kind of get back in the swing of things for Texas A&M. Hey, uh, I, I say the same thing with uh, uh, T. Lou, T. Lou, too. Yeah. You know, let, let him heal. heal as yeah. Well. Yeah. I, I imagine he'll probably sit this one out yeah. uh, as well. So we'll, we'll just kind of see on that, though. I mean, we really shouldn't have any problems with Ole Miss. We're going to talk about that here in just a minute. But uh, injury-wise, I think we're doing okay, you know, other than the guys, you know, in the preseason. But uh, – and obviously LeBron Ray, that's, that is that is going to hurt just depth-wise. But it was nice to see Justin Abubi get out there and play. And I thought he held his own. And I think he'll get better each and every week. I agree. Uh, we've seen Christian uh, Barrymore flash at the end of the game against Southern Miss. That's that's nice to create that depth. Uh, it's nice to have a guy like Fedarian Mathis to play in place of DJ Dale. He's he's an experienced guy. He's not you know flashy uh, like DJ Dale. He's he's not just extremely athletic, but he can hold his own. He's he's kind of a Dalvin Thomason like guy, in my mm-hmm. opinion. You know, not somebody that everybody just talks about, but you know he can get the job done if he, if he has to. And so I look for him to get a lot of snaps this week and. Uh, I'm really looking forward to the game and, and watching this defense continue to grow. I agree with that, man. I'm uh, I'm excited. Uh, like Saban said, I believe today in a press conference, uh, both Shane Lee and Christian Harris are are improving with every rep. And and man, that that 
that that's exciting because I mean they're just freshmen and they're already tearing the field up. I mean, just think when they're juniors what they're gonna be doing. Yeah, it's a they obviously make some mistakes, but you, you can see that they have potential to be great football players. So hopefully that's sooner rather than later. But uh, I, I'm excited about where they're at right now, four games in. And, uh, you know, it's a, a quarter of the season is over. So uh, – oh, a third of the season, excuse me, a third of the season is over. So uh, just got to get better each and every week and take it one game, game at a time. You know, that sounds cliche, but that's that's really what you got to do. That's what Saban says. Yeah. But before we, we talk about uh, Ole Miss uh, anymore, I do want to uh, go back to our – Tie Talk Player of the Week poll. Uh, our four nominees this week were Najee Harris, Najee Harris, uh, Henry Ruggs, Shane Lee, and Anthony Jennings. Obviously, there's more guys that we could have put on there, but you know, there's only four slots available. So we try to pick guys, and like like Jake mentioned, we had to leave two off this week because, I mean, he could have won again. He could have won every week. I mean, yeah. So. We just we're trying to give other guys some love as well, uh, and and Ruggs got seventy two percent of the vote, so he was the overwhelming favorite this week for the tie top player of the week. So congratulations to Henry Ruggs, Jake. What was his stat line last week? If you still got that pulled up? Yeah, man. Uh, he was uh, four four receptions, one hundred forty eight yards, or yeah, one hundred forty eight yards and two touchdowns. I mean, <laughs> and and like I told you uh, through text, you know, he ran away with the poll. Uh, like he does, like he runs away from corners. You know, oh, that's man! <laughs> I mean, I don't know gets, that I, I've ever seen anybody that can separate from a defense like Henry Ruggs. Yeah, um, well, I, he he's unbelievable. Well, what was amazing was uh, one one of the passes to a throw was kind of underthrown, and he had to turn around and catch it, and was face to face with with the de- defensive back, and he just turned around and took off from him. I mean, it's it's crazy. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's. Um, He's on. He, he he's unreal. Yeah, he is. Uh, you know, what would you think about the rock paper scissors match between Devontae Smith and, and Jerry Judy? <laughs> if Saban's, you know, trust him enough to decide who's going to run the route, and I mean, it's obvious that everyone, every receiver we have knows the route, and and like they said, they know which one is fixing to score the touchdown. That's when they do the rock paper scissors. So I love the chemistry between the guys uh, and and the. Uh, the leadership and, and the trust that Saban has them to, to make their own decision like that. Yeah, and, and you can tell they got a great friendship, all the guys. They they, they play w- well together, and, you know, obviously they're talented, but they just they just seem like they just enjoy being with each other, and, and they kind of feed off each other, and, and they're motivated by what the other guy can do. So that's right. a lot of fun to watch. I mean, I, I'm going to miss all those guys. And it's most likely that all of them will be gone next year when you talk mm-hmm. about the big four. Uh, I mean, the only guy that may come back, in my opinion, is Devontae Smith. And, and you know, I think he has, you know, first or second round talent when you talk about the NFL. Yeah. But, you know, that's, that's, that's a talk for another day. So congratulations to Henry Ruggs on winning that. We know he's excited about that probably as much as we are. So Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Congrats to Henry Ruggs on that. Uh, make sure you all continue to vote on that. Uh, most people just talked about how they voted for rugs, and some people, like John, he said that he he went with Mr. Lee. Uh, he looked mighty smooth coming downhill on those tackles and pressures. Uh, 
KB, she voted for Ruggs. Uh, Bobby, he voted for Ruggs. Mm-hmm. Kevin voted for Ruggs. Uh, and shout out to the Hog Talk podcast, a podcast for the for the Arkansas Razorbacks, and yeah. uh, they they voted for Ruggs. Uh, so we appreciate their input. Uh, and of course, our good pal Danny at Bama Cards Pack said on honorable mention to Xavier McKinney. That's his that's his weekly comment on the Tide Talk Player of the Week poll. Man, well, we got to get McKinney in there eventually, but. Oh, he'll 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 make a play when he he'll get him a pick six or or something like that pretty soon. Yeah. It may it may even be this week. So yeah, he, he's going to get it. I have no doubt about that. I agree with that, hundred percent. But you know, rolling on along, uh, you know, as we head into SEC play again or SEC opener uh, at home, we had a away game, but this is our home opener in the SEC. We got Ole Miss. Obviously, they're not a they're not just a, a great team. Uh, what are they two and two on the season? So, you know, they lost it at home to Cal last week, who's a top twenty-five team. So that's, I guess, that's not bad. And they kind of lost in a, in a crappy way, but yeah. Uh, you know, it's, this is really another one of those games where uh, it's don't get injured. <laughs> just just try to be come away from this game as injury-free as possible. Yeah, man, you know, that that's the biggest thing, uh, and especially with the off week next week, uh, if, you know, getting some guys healthy before we have to go to Kyle Field in two weeks is a really big key. Yeah, you know, and uh, their offense has kind of been hit and miss, it seems like. They've, they've given up 10 sacks already this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, their, their quarterback's completing a little bit under 60% of his passes. Uh their running game is is subpar with Scotty Phillips and uh, Jerry Ely. They're their main running backs, but uh, they do try to run the quarterback a little bit. Uh, Matt Corral, they did, you know, he's he's pretty athletic, uh, so that they will try to run him a little bit. They'll, they'll try to play some up tempo, so it'll be interesting how the team, the defense, the young defense, kind of adapts to that. But you know, other than that, it's really just just stay healthy, don't get anybody hurt. Uh, you know, play fast. You know, like Saban says, play fast, play physical. So yeah. that's really what we're looking for. Uh, there's not much to say about this game. I, I, I'm looking forward to a game where we're not favored by 40 freaking points so we can have, actually have something to talk about. I mean, I hate to be that Alabama fan where we're so obnoxiously uh, cocky that, you know, we feel like we're going to be all right and we just don't get anybody hurt. But, I mean – it's the truth. I mean, the game's most likely going to be over with halfway through the second quarter. Oh, yeah. More than likely. I mean, I think I said it last week, and, and here's a, it's going to be the same way this week. The matchup to watch is still Alabama versus the SEC office trying to get us a night game. because And we're playing these 11 o'clock and 2.30, you know, blasted heat games that, you know, it's it's terrible, man. I know, I know like Saban said, it's, it's not good for the fans and, and – uh, he said, "I think he said something about you know maybe the, the maybe the officials in the office or something need to get out at eleven o'clock and sit and watch these games." And I know they got to be baking out there and just imagine the the players, but you know it's it's not just that. It's just everybody's like, "Well, Alabama just wants to see the new new lights or play a night game." It's not just that; it's just for the kids' safety as well. I mean, they got all that. They got their pads on, their helmets. 
you know they got to be baking out there on that field. So, you know, we just – we would we're, – we're looking out for player safety. And I believe uh, Greg Byrne has said that in the past as well. And for fan safety as well. Um, I think uh, I heard somebody say that maybe somebody passed out the la- at the game last week or way before or something. So, uh, you know, it's hot then when they play these games. So, um, you know, but really the game, like you said, I believe it's going to be over with, you know, by half. Uh, we may get to see uh, Talia uh, some more. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if, to uh, through another five touchdown passes. We should get six to get get that record instead of just tying it every time. But, you know, I understand why, why Saban pulls him. But, you know, it, like you said, there's not much to talk about this game. No, there's not. I mean, I, I feel like Alabama will probably cover. Uh, I want to make sure I, of the line before I say it real quick. Uh, I ain't heard this week. It's, it's in the, it's in the, like, maybe 29 or 30 or. I could be wrong, but I'm trying to pull it up here. But my computer's being slow. Hmm. Yeah, I, I just don't, you know, they, but they, John Ross from uh Ross Ross Plumley, their backup quarterback. You know, he's uh they're talking about he may they may play two quarterback system. Uh, you know, he don't throw a lot. He's mainly he's also a running guy. Uh, his he's only rush for three, 53 yards, but he's got some speed because he got a long of a 47. So that, you know, that's pretty pretty uh, long run for, for a uh, quarterback. Yeah. By the way, the spread is 37 and a half right now. Good Lord. Wow. <laughs> In the SEC game. Whew. Yeah, I think, I think we covered that by half. Yeah, that's a, that's, that's a pretty, pretty big number there. But uh, I, I feel like Alabama can cover that. Yeah, uh, you want to give your score prediction real quick? Uh, I think it's going to be something like it was last week. You know, for uh, forty-nine to seven, fifty-two seven, something to that effect. Yeah, that's kind of like I'm thinking. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'll say uh, fifty-five to ten. Fifty-five ten. Uh, and one thing I want to say real quick before we, before we go, uh, I know it's a short podcast, but you know, like we said, we. You can only say so much about two in the offense, and <laughs> but the right now Jerry Judy and Henry Ruggs are only separated by pretty much fifty yards uh, in receiving. Judy has six touchdowns and Ruggs has four. Those two guys have been unbelievable, and and Devontae Smith's not too far behind. He's got two hundred sixty-three yards with three touchdowns. So that three-headed monster, and you know what's scary is Jalen Waddle has not really got started yet. That's right. So and, it, it's 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 coming. The offense is going to continue to get better, and so is the defense. And you know that that's that's kind of scary. And I was going to ask you. You know, this is something we can ponder and we can bring up in the future. But you know, with Russ having a great season, of course, Judy and Tua. I mean, is it possible that the Alabama would get three guys for the Heisman? I, I hope. I hope not. Yeah, that, that's just that's taking votes away from from everybody. I want Tua to get the Heisman. Yeah, I I want Tua, and I mean I love the other guys, but 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 Tua, yeah, I want him to get the Heisman. That's for sure. I mean, pretty much it's a quarterback award anyway. I mean, that's really all it is. Every once in a while, a running back will win it, but 
most time it's going to be a quarterback. And Ingram and, and Derrick Henry got it for us. Yeah, but I mean, I think every other year, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty much been a, a quarterback. So it's it's pretty much, I mean, ninety percent of the time in the last twenty years, I, I would imagine it's been a quarterback. So yeah, you're right. Uh, I like to his chances right now. Uh, the only thing that I could think of that would prevent it if, if Jalen Hurts continues to put up the numbers that he has is that nationwide the Bama haters would love to stick it to Bama by voting Jalen Hurts as the Heisman winner. I can see that happening. So yeah. we'll just kind of see. But that's you know that, that's on down the road. we still got a ways to go. A lot of things can happen this season. So That's fine. Let, let them, you know, let, let them stick, stick us in. We'll just stick them in the championship game after we win our, you know, we cram on throne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I want to to win the Heisman, but I'd rather win a championship. <laughs> And he knows the same. He's the same way. So, uh, well, I think that's all we got. I'm, I'm good. Are you good, Jake? Good, man. All right, guys. Well, we hope y'all enjoyed the podcast. Uh, we appreciate all the support, guys. Well, all the the Twitter Twitter interactions, a lot of fun. Uh, yes. Make sure you to continue to follow the the podcast Twitter feed at Tide Talk underscore Pod. Uh, use the hashtag Tide Talk. You can follow me at Blackwood eighty nine. And I'm at J. Thomas Tide. All right, guys. Well, we hope you all enjoy it. We'll see you all again in Roll Tide. Roll Tide. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.